0: Welcome to Kicking with the Northwoods with your host, Corey, with Northwoods RV Life. This live video broadcast is brought to you by www.thenorthwoodsrvlife.com. Welcome to the channel, guys. If you're new here, I'm Corey. And I'm Lori. This is the Northwoods where we're showing you that freedom is an adventure. Today, is we'd like to welcome you to our live video podcast with special guest Lori.
1: Yeah, this is my first time on the podcast.
0: Yep, and we have another special guest interview. But first, I'd like to go ahead and say that you can find the replay of this here on YouTube, as well as on the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcasting applications. That's right. i also like to go ahead and give a little shout out to our channel members i'll put a link down here at the bottom of the screen to um those channels there and you can uh find those channels and go check them out and uh we'll appreciate it if you can do that for us in fact while you're doing that while you go ahead and grab the links because i think i forgot to grab the links or i might have the links somewhere here. I have a text document. It's in the center.
1: meantime, we'll say hello to some of the folks in the room. We have yep. Forever Friend. Grace is here. We have Aaron Jemison. Hello, Aaron. Good to see you here. Yep. Uh, cruising with the Colmans is here. Good evening
0: to you. It looks like Roy, is it Roy and Becky travels? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen you guys in a while.
1: Yeah. How you guys doing?
0: Good to see you. Is that Chris Kincaid?
1: Yes. Chris is here. Hi, Chrissy. Chrissy, how you doing?
0: Uh, let's see, we got Susan from New Horizons. And Susan, hello, hello. Our awesome stream element bot popping in. Mm-hmm. So, Howard's here. Howard? Yes. Uh, Howard made a comment on a video earlier today. I
1: haven't seen Howard in a little Good
0: bit. Good to see you, Howard. So, these are our awesome channel members scrolling down here at the bottom through the live stream here. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check out these channels, they help support the channel. If yeah. you'd like to become a member of the channel, get access to Members-only content, members-only live streams, giveaways, things like that. Mm -hmm. There's a join button down below uh, that you can join. Or for those listening on the podcast, you can go to com and it'll take you to the same spot to be able to join to become a member here on YouTube. Paula from Van Vita is here. Hello, hello. Hi, Paula. Good to see you. So let's see here. I want to go ahead and we're going to pull up our special guest tonight.
1: Yeah. We have a guest to talk to us, uh, tonight about pets. Yeah. About pets.
0: So Let me go ahead and we're going to pull her up. Hello. Hello.
2: Hello. Hello, Corey and Lori. How are you? Good to see you. How are you doing? (laughs) Wonderful. Thanks for having
0: me. You're welcome. Not a problem. When we wanted to talk about traveling with uh, dogs and, uh, pets. Well, you were one of the first people we thought of. Yeah. and uh, I appreciate that. So we wanted to reach out to you and, and try to get you on the show and have a little discussion about, you know, things to look for while traveling with your pet. Yeah. Things that make it easier while traveling with your pet. Yeah. You know, just kind of a roundabout thing. So if you can keep an eye on the chat, what's going on over there for me, honey? I can do that. All righty. So. First off, we want to talk a little bit about you know, if you're going to be traveling with Pat, make sure that you have the right size RV. Why are you hitting me already?
1: She didn't talk about her channel.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Back up. Back up. I'm off script. Yes. <laughs> so, what, Charlie, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Your channel and what you're all about.
2: Sure. Awesome. That's great. My name is Charlie Grace. I'm with Forever Best Friend. And uh, I'm an animal behaviorist. And I work with uh, uh, animal communication. I do a lot of training. I like to say I train humans more than I do animals. That's sort of my job. And uh, I have my Forever Best Friend. Her name is Rosie Bell. And she's actually here with me on the bench today. She'll make her little cameo. Hello there. How are you? she's a sweetheart she's a rescue dog um she's about three years old and so it's it's a lot of fun so our we have a youtube channel and we uh share our travels of course because we also have an rv and we like to travel the country but we do a lot of special events uh dog related special events and rosie is the adopt don't shop i can't say adopt don't shop dog for the state of tennessee oh that's awesome yeah it's a lot of fun
1: yeah.
0: Cool. You have something special going on too. You want to share with people, right? Oh,
2: this is big. We're very excited guys. I know this is a lot to ask, but we love talking to people, letting them know Rosie has been nominated to be one of America's favorite pets. This is a really big honor, a really big deal. It's an online uh, competition and uh, we're going to drop a link. Hopefully for those people who are, who are in YouTube, if you guys want to uh, take a look at this, you can vote for free. If you have an, a Facebook account, you can vote once per 24 hours and uh, when she wins, I'm not saying if, but when she wins, uh, um, she will win $5,000, and that $5,000 will go towards helping other rescue pets. Our goal this year is to give away $25,000 to rescues that we work with. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that
0: is, is such awesome. a neat thing. That is very awesome. Mm-hmm. So it looks like uh, we've got a few people in the room over here I haven't seen in a while, looks like. It's about time now it's here. It's time, here. time now is here. Yeah.
1: It's always
0: good to see people come back when we haven't seen them for a while.
1: Yeah. Awesome, so Awesome.
0: So, yeah, we want to talk a little bit about... Obviously, if you're going to travel with an RV, with a pet in an RV, you want to be able to have enough room for that pet. Right. You know, having a s- small RV and a big dog might not really mix. Not
1: really.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it depends. So I'm going to go with the, it depends thing because I've seen people who have great Danes have smaller RVs, but where they're traveling, it makes a big difference. Are they going someplace where they have a lot of room, where they can get a lot of exercise? Right. So um, that's something you really need to think about. The one thing that I like to explain to people who are traveling with their pets is um, it's time to get back in that, that thought process that your dog needs to be on leash. No matter how old your dog is, no matter how wonderful your pet is, um, it's a respect issue for the people around you, as well as a safety issue for your dog. And I think safety is really the first thing you have to think about when you're traveling with your pet.
0: Yeah, and this is one thing that we always try to remind the girls, too, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're guilty of it as anybody, you know, the dog goes running up the stairs of the camper, Mm -hmm. make sure the leash is on the dog before they get outside, because you never know when they're going to get away from you, or somebody could be walking their dog by right during that time, and... Next thing you know, you might have a confirmation between two dogs that you don't want to have. So. Right.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and maybe a little
1: more than a confrontation.
2: Exactly right. <laughs> and this confrontation, you know, cause issues for other dog owners, too. So, like right. I say, it's, it's more of a, it's a safety first, you know, and definitely right. a respect thing. There's a lot of campgrounds that don't allow dogs. You know, make sure right. when you're going out and you're traveling that you do look to make sure that you know, they're allowed. Um, There are some places that also have a dog limit or a dog breed restriction. So um, you may have a gorgeous, awesome pit bull, but some um, campgrounds will not allow that.
0: Yeah, there's quite a few campgrounds here in Michigan that have, um, you know, created policies for what they consider dangerous or aggressive breeds, however they word it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they have a limit of, you know, what you can have for dogs, how many, and the types of dogs that. You right. Can have. And
1: I think a lot of that's come down to that owners are not keeping them, you know, under control on a leash or whatever. Right. And I think that's kind of ruined it for a lot of a lot of breeds. Right.
2: And there's and actually I, I can I can talk about some in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I know that's a big vacation destination. There are certain campgrounds there that will only allow you to have one, maybe two. Yeah. Um, you know, there are people who might have three three cavaliers or three Do- Dash Hounds, um, mm-hmm. three small chihuahuas maybe. Um, but that's still not allowed. So you have to think yep. about
1: that as you're traveling. Sure do. I have seen some campgrounds say that no more than one. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. yep. And another thing to think of is if you're new to RVing or new to traveling with your pet, how well does your pet travel? Does he right. get? Does your pet get car sick?
1: Right. Are they afraid yeah. of people? Are they afraid of being in the car? Right. Car sick. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: It's it's there's a couple there's a couple things I like to say when you're traveling. One is you know wherever your destination is going to be, um, are there medical uh, services available? You know, I have right. what I call, and I'm going to go back to my mom, my mommy days of, you know, when you have a baby, you have a diaper bag and you have all those things inside. You've got the diaper and the extra clothes and you're ready and you've got the wet wipes, you've got all that stuff. When you've got a dog, you should pretty much have the same thing when you're traveling. Exactly. So you need, you need to create a travel bag. And in that travel bag, you need to have, this is where it gets fun, an, an extra collar, an extra leash. You need to have a copy of their medical records because um, you never know when things happen and you need to be prepared. Um, it wouldn't hurt to have a um, a first aid safety, a pet first aid safety kit, just mm-hmm. in case, you know, like I said, it's all about being prepared. And then, you know, extra a water dish or mm-hmm. and food and that sort of thing. Um, so I think if people take some some precautionary steps before they start, that's really the first part of traveling is getting prepared.
1: It
0: right. really is. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. And especially, um, you know, like I said, know what medical facilities are going to be in the area where you're at. Um, or if you're having to kennel a dog, know what there is available for kennels, because we've been to lots of areas and we had looked into possibly kenneling our dog because we were going to be all away from the site for a, a period of time and they just didn't have the room. Right. You know, so it's one of those things to take in consideration, especially if you're going to an area that's very touristy.
1: Right.
0: Uh, if you're wanting to kennel a dog, sometimes it has to be made months in advance to be able to do that.
1: Right. Or you may have to have in your mind that you have to change your plans where if you're wanting to go where a dog isn't allowed.
0: Right.
2: So, yeah. so this, is, this is the one things we talk about traveling with pets. Are you traveling with your pet or are you making plans to go places with your pet? So right. um, a good example would be like the Biltmore. Like my husband, we'd love to go to Asheville. It's a great place. It's awesome. There's tons of things to do, but there's also a lot of things that a dog cannot go with you to. So are you going to destinations that, you know, you can enjoy with your pup? Or are you trying to uh, figure out how you can leave your dog for maybe four or five, eight hours at a time? And, you know, a, a kennel is an idea. That's one thing. I think the best idea is being able to put them, leave them in the trailer and find a dog sitter. A lot of times you will find in many of these touristy areas, you can find people that will sit your dog mm-hmm. um, while you're gone. And that's something to think about. So um, yeah. many times if you call ahead of time and say, I'm thinking about taking an extended you know, trip or something, is there someone that could dog sit or dog walk or whatever? Many campgrounds can find you someone.
0: Yep. And nice. we've looked before on like rover.com mm-hmm. uh, for people that will come, you know, check on your pet, walk your dog, pet, let them out, let them go potty and all that good stuff, too.
1: Right.
0: So there are services out there that are available for that.
1: Right. Absolutely. Okay. And, and, and really, really quick break here. We've got Ricky from RV Underway has come in. Hello, Ricky. Good to see you. Full time Dream is here. Thank you so much for coming in. Ron and Judy. In. And Sue is here from Lucky Dog Productions. Hello, hello, hello.
0: So the next one that we have to talk about is the physical ability of your pet. Mm-hmm. How well they're able to go up and down stairs of RVs, right. uh, the stairs in a fifth wheel, how they might be able to handle, you know, different surfaces and stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. they have trouble with that. Um, they're all things to consider if you're going to be traveling with your dog. You know, are you going to have right. to be carrying your dog in and out of the RV? Are they able to do that on their own? A lot of bigger dogs have, you know, hip problems and things like that. So mm-hmm.
2: so, so something you can think about is as you travel, if you have a dog that does have issues with their hips, you know, we have arthritis or, or other issues that we need to think about. They do have ramps, just like they have for adults. They have ramps for their dogs. Um, and it's something to think about because some of these fifth wheels and some of these trailers are really high. They really, for even for an adult like myself, it's hard to get up there. I was climbing this weekend. We went to Lazy Days to go look at a few things. I'm like, oh geez. And I took my dog with me, which is something fun. If you decide that you're going to be shopping for an RV, take your dog with you. See how your dog gets in and out of these rigs, and and look at the comfortability level. Look at the safety of of how that's going to work.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, because you know our dog, she's a small dog. Some days she has really good days, but. She's getting older. She has her days that she has hard times getting around or jumping up on even the couch or, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's just hard for her to get up from taking a nap.
1: Right. Another <laughs> <laughs> sense- thing to consider, too, is terrain. You know, she would not do well on, a, on the sandy beach. Her, she's got little tiny legs, little tiny feet, whereas a big dog such as a boxer or a Great Dane, they have great big paws that would probably deal with any terrain.
2: Well, you still got to protect the paws. I mean, you have to think about, depending on the terrain, um, right. if it's hot, if it's a hot sand, I mean, you've got to, you oh, hot. No,
1: yeah, you're right. Hot. Yeah. Hot's not good for any of them. Yeah.
0: It's not very often. We have to do a hot sand up here in Michigan. Not really. A couple days a year.
1: <laughs> a couple of days. You know, the sand gets hot quick, no matter where you are. Okay. So what's next?
0: Oh, let's see. We have exercising and walking your dog.
1: Exercising your dog, mm-hmm. definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, the, one good thing is a lot of campgrounds, just about every campground we've been at, too, over the last five years, almost all of them have a dog run or mm-hmm. a spot where you can, you know, let them roll off leash to let them run free for a little bit and get some energy worn off. Yep. Um, things like that. Always take your dog out for a walk, take them around the campground, let them go potty, and make sure you got potty bags.
1: hmm. Potty bag, is a big one. You never have too many. No.
0: <laughs> no. Always pick up after your dog in the campground. It's just courteous, and uh, other campers will appreciate you doing it.
1: <laughs> and plus exercise, you know, and get some worn out so that when you do have to leave them for a few hours, you know, they're not chewing on everything. They're not ransacking the camper because that you've run them out, like taking a nap, and they probably won't even notice you're gone.
0: Yeah, and they have, they have stuff for dogs, too, for activities when you have to leave mm-hmm. them alone that might, you know, pop a toy out of it, you know, every hour or something, a treat a treat, or a toy or whatever, and give them something to reward them for a little bit for, you know, keeping them occupied because, you know, bored mind is an active mind and Mm -hmm. they get into trouble.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I was gonna say, as far as like keeping a dog entertained, especially inside of an RV or something for a time, there's certain things we like, like puzzles. A lot of people don't know that dogs have puzzles. And there's certain things you can do just to keep them entertained. That'll be like, you know, 10 minutes here, five minutes there. But if you're going to be gone, the best thing, like you said, to do is take them out and exercise them really well. You know, just wear, I mean, you might be a little worn out too after that, unfortunately, but but it's fun to just take them for a nice long walk. Um, take them to a dog park. Give a good 20, 30 minutes of outside, outdoor exercise. And then, you know, when you leave for two or three hours that, that they'll be a lot calmer.
0: Yep. And if you have have your kids take the dog for a walk, it wears them out too.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a twofer. That's <laughs> right. It's a twofer.
1: Uh, RV Ashes in April has come in. Hello. Good to see you. And Lynn the farm is here.
0: Oh, good to see you guys. So, yeah, if you're traveling, also, um, if you're actually on the road, make sure you're taking, you know, stops every hour and a half, two hours. Get the dog out. Walk the dog. Let him go potty. Give him a drink. Yep. Especially on hot days. Mm-hmm. Uh I know hot days, even when we're in the air conditioning, sometimes the back of the truck still gets pretty warm back there. It does.
1: There. It doesn't circulate and, uh, back there. So it's always
0: a good time that we usually stop about an hour and a half in, mm-hmm. get the dog out, walk around a little bit, get her a drink, yes. um, kind of get her refreshed a little bit and yeah. go on about our way.
2: Right. So, so when, you're, when you've got a dog that's traveling in a truck or a car or an SUV, whatever it might be, one of the things I always always recommend is, or I always ask first is, how does your dog travel? Is your dog traveling in a crate is your dog traveling with a harness that was latched into a seatbelt? Um, how does your dog travel? And I will admit that I've, I'm just as guilty as anyone, especially when we had a little Chihuahua at one time. I had him sitting on my lap and I just didn't want to, you know, I was just tugging on that little dog. And then I realized um, after working with a few, with a few clients that um, those uh, airbags are really not too great if there's ever an accident. And you have you're holding on to your pup. Yeah. So I say this in the most loving way. Um, please, please, please take care of your pets, put them in a safe place in your in your vehicle as you're driving, and um and, and make sure they're attached. That's a
0: good idea. Yep. Yep. Good good tips. Good tip. Uh, so obviously we talked a little bit about saying that campground is dog friendly. Lots of uh, you know, lots of things Some are more friendly than others. I mean, um, things that are out there, it's like I said with the the dog runs and things like that. If you have a dog that you're wanting to be able to do that stuff, you might opt to stay at a different campground that has a little bit better facilities for that. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see, keeping them safe. Ooh. Uh, Yep. Mm -hmm. Like you said, uh, the airbags, if you're able to uh, deactivate your airbag, if the dog's going to be up in the front seat, Mm -hmm. um, you you can uh, deactivate the airbags and like the trucks and stuff. Uh, if there's not a person. If there's not a person in it. Mm-hmm. Um, keep them leashed at all times, like we uh, talked about before. Make sure your dog's are vaccinated and up to date. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, a lot of campgrounds require that. Yeah. Uh, and some of the, obviously, the um, the kennels. Sorry, I couldn't go with the name. Kennels obviously require that.
0: Yep. But we've even had some campgrounds ask to see their vaccination records. We have
1: a couple of times.
0: Yep. So. You never know what you're going to run into out there. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you have tools to deal with, you know, flea and tick problems.
2: Yep. Ooh, okay. So let's let's talk about pests for a second. This is a big deal. So um, you're traveling and you maybe didn't think there was going to be so many ticks or you really didn't think about fleas that much. Um, you forgot to get your Brevecto um, prescription in time or something of that nature. So I always say, uh, and I'm, go- I'm going back to my, my statement of preparation for travel. You know, you want to prepare for these trips, and I don't want to say prepare for the worst, but you want to make sure you have everything taken care of ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I think as you RV with your pets, um, I have a list, like we talked about the bag, but also medications are huge. If your dog is on any kind of medication and they need to get it you know refilled every, every 30 days or some, something like that, make sure that you have enough as you're going uh, down the road. And if your dog is one that has anxiety, when they start traveling and don't be surprised. This is something that I always say, preparing your dog for travel is really half, half of it right there. Um, Don't just throw your 10 year old dog in the, in the truck and expect them just to love going to the grand Canyon with you. If they're not used to going on on a trip. Um, So a lot of times I work with people and say, do small road trips, get the dog sort of acclimated. Let's talk about some acclimation. Let's set this dog up for some success as well as yourself. Um, If you have, if you have access to your camper, in your yard or at a storage unit, take the dog there, get them used to the camper, take some time, and do an overnight really close to home before you take that, you know, nine hour trip with that dog. So as we start talking about traveling in an RV with a pet, let's do those small little incremental things and then let's go on the road.
0: Yep. And we, we usually have our RV in the driveway during the time it's not in storage. So we're in and out of it a lot in during the spring, summer and fall. Mm-hmm. So we keep you know dog food and water right out there. Mm-hmm. And she has her own dish for the R V. And the Get second she, she comes in, she yeah. checks her bed, she checks her dish and
1: her toys. her toys
0: are all there. She's good to go. And uh she knows what to look for. I think she knows we're talking about her. Yeah, she's talking about her. <laughs> oh.
1: And that, oh there she is.
2: see there you go. And I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of having her your own uh RV toy box or toy yeah. bag or whatever you want to say because I think it gives them something to look forward to, and it's, you can start, it's something different.
1: Yep. yep. has got all hi. Her own toys and Aww. she has her own. She has her own camping gear. Can you say <laughs> hi? Great. Oh yeah. Okay. And, and and how old is your dog?
0: She just wants to kiss. What's that?
1: And how old is your pup? She's, we think she's around eight.
0: Yeah, we got her she's Or a, ten. I'm sorry. She was somewhere around two years old when we
1: got her. Oh, yeah. so she's around ten. We think. <laughs> she was a rescue also. She's precious. Look at that face. <laughs> yeah. so
2: how do, and now, now, how do you, now this is interesting because I know you guys travel. Have you had any um, learning lessons from
1: traveling with your pup? Um. Well, I think one thing that we have learned is um, even though dogs like to be outside, dogs like to roll around in the dirt. They like, <laughs> they um also like to be comfortable like we do um mm-hmm. she has a little cot so she can be up off the rocks which you would think she's a dog she can lay on the ground that's not really the case and plus that's where the fleas and everything are so yep. that was probably a big one for me as knowing that she needed something more comfortable to be up off the actual ground well
0: yeah we run into a lot of campsites that either have gravel sites mm-hmm. or um might have some loose sand where the fleas and stuff are on yeah. And, and even, you know, in the springtime, some one time we get the midges, oh, that yeah. will, you know, bite at you and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah. So that was one thing, the very, very beginning that we didn't really consider because dogs lay on the ground, yep. mm-hmm. but when they're doing that all day and plus what if it rains, then it's, you know, everybody knows that even the canopy is not going to keep everything dry. So, oh, yeah,
2: I'm, I'm a big fan of, of dog raincoats. People think I'm a little nuts on that one, but I'm a huge fan of, uh, especially, you know. If, I, in our particular RV, we have a lot of command strips like everybody else in the world does for different things that are hanging up. You know, one is, of course, a leash and a collar and a this. Yep, and we have that, too. <laughs> everybody has it. And it's really great because you want to have it easily accessible so you right. can get it really quick. But one thing that we, we, uh, someone made us was a towel with a little loop around it. Remember those old-fashioned towels you used to keep on the stove yep. or crocheted or something of that nature? We yep. use that as our, our mud towel. So it's right there by the door she comes in with wet muddy paws or something like that yep. and you don't want to have mud all over your RV um, that is one thing right. that we really we really know really used and our another sort of we'll call it a, a RV hack I don't know if you guys would do this um, we love 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 rubber backed uh, cushy bath mats mm. love them and I'll tell you why. If you have a dog that likes to jump on the couch, now you have a, you have a tiny, you, you have a smaller pup, which is great. Um, my dog is on the medium to larger size. Um, Their nails, they just dig into things. They'll kill your upholstery. They'll, you know, they'll rip on that pleather and do that stuff. So we have found to buy large runners of those rubberized bath mats to stick on the furniture. Um, so if oh. she jumps on it. It doesn't peel through the peel through the upholstery and or hurt that pleather or the leather, however you want to look at it. Um,
1: you need to do It's like a, that a
2: really that handy. Time. It's a really handy hack, and it's been the, the coolest thing ever. And um, if you have that, like you know, vinyl kind of seats, we all hate. You know, we hate sticking on them, ugh, mm-hmm. especially in the summertime, and or in the winter time, it's super cold. Takes away that right there too. That's a good
1: idea. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, Harold is here from One Strange Adventure. Yeah, Hello. I
0: thought I saw Harold sneak in. Okay, so.
1: And also James Gippy Gippy. Cool. Welcome to the chat.
0: Welcome to the chat. So next on our list is talking a little bit about vets and making sure that you have your vet in your smartphone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Keep them in your contacts. And if you're not familiar with a vet in your area, they could possibly refer you to somebody in the area that you're in. Right. Um If you end up having a problem, your dog gets sick or injured or, you know, things like that while you're on the road. Uh, You never really know when something's going to happen. Anything can happen. You never know.
1: Anything. Yep.
0: So always keep your vet's number in their phone. If you can, like I said earlier, always find, uh, you know, local medical areas, wherever you're traveling, local vets, animal hospitals, things like that. Um, And just kind of keep them in your plans in case it's needed.
2: And typically, when you go to the office check-in, they typically have a referral of, of a veterinarian in the area, which is nice to have. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yep. Another thing is always be mindful of the weather, uh, especially oh, if you yes. end up going to leave your pet behind at the campground for any amount of time. Know whether or not it's going to be high heat. Um, you know, leave the air conditioner on if you're having any kinds of problems with the air conditioner at all, freezing up or anything because of the yeah humidity. Make sure that you leave windows open, vented, so that it doesn't get too hot for them. If you have the ability, they make all kinds of different sensors and things you can have in your RV now that can alert you on your smartphone if the temperature rises above a certain temperature. Lots of things out there to try to help with your pets if you're having to leave them in your RV during the day.
1: Definitely.
2: Absolutely. Um, I was going to say, we use a nimble. I think they call it waggle now, but we use a little nimble. Um, that connects to our phone and we say, if it gets below this degree or above this degree, send me a text, let me know. Um, we did unfortunately get uh, have, have to be called out on a disaster situation last summer where someone's air conditioner did not work and they were left for work and their dogs did not do well and had a heat stroke. So these things Aww. do happen and it's very important that we take care and make sure that our temperature inside is, is, is the right to, you know, for your dog.
0: Yep. So we try to take our dog most anywhere we can, if we have to. If we go somewhere where dogs aren't allowed, we'll usually tag team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple people go in while well, one watches the dog. And then when they're done, the rest of us will go in or whatever. And yep. uh, Or if we're camping with friends, we'll have the friends watch the dog for an hour. And then yep. we'll come back and then they can, you know, go do what they want to do or right. whatnot. Just try to not leave her alone too much. She does pretty good on her own. She usually will just take a nap. Right. She's she's a right. she's a lazy dog.
1: Right.
0: Um, which is great, you know, for a lot of things, but she is she's a lazy dog. She likes taking naps all day. It doesn't matter if you're traveling, she's in the truck in a bed napping. If she's at the campsite, she's napping. She's right. right. <laughs> If
2: you're walking (laughs) uh, sleeping, napping, I was in a stroller, who knows she's napping. Um, There are some really good websites out there, you know, when you're traveling called, one's called uh, Go Pet Friendly. I really like this one a lot. So, you know, when you're traveling someplace and you want to know what's going on, where can you take your dog? Um, Go Pet Friendly is one of my go-tos. I think that's good. Bring Fido is also good. But, um, you know, it's just really nice to have an idea of, you know, I want to have a Tuesday in Myrtle Beach. What can I do with my dog? And they've got some great information.
1: Well, that's awesome.
0: Now, one of the things I will say with our dog being a Shih Tzu, and Shih Tzus are very um, irritated by allergies and around their environment, food, whatever. Uh, One of the things that we found had worked the best for her when it comes to allergies, we buy it off Amazon. And it's shredded beets that you add with her food, mm-hmm. and it helps tremendously with her itching and uh, and stuff like that. And
1: allergies, yeah, yep. definitely.
0: Because she gets itchy and stuff So the seasonal type allergies, just like humans does do. You know, she gets uh, kind of snotty nosed and gets to you know feel right. lethargic right. And <laughs> the
1: bat So the, the shih tzu is one of the top allergy dogs so they have allergies to everything
0: but yeah we tried a lot of different things and the shredded beets buying them off amazon was the best thing we've found so far uh to work for it doesn't stop the itching completely but makes it makes it more, tolerable for her
1: yeah
2: yeah poor thing that it, and does she um exhibit itching and like you talk about snotty nose but does she also lick her paws a lot as well
0: I'm no, just she
1: uses her face mostly.
0: Yeah, she'll let itch around her face and her mouth and her nose and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, we've tried different foods. We've tried all these different things that, you know, the vets have recommended. Yeah. And the only thing that we found that made any difference at all was the shredded beets. Yeah. Awesome. So. Uh,
1: <laughs> the next thing on the list is knowing your pet's tolerance. Knowing how long they can be out just because you're having a good time doesn't mean that they want to be out for that long or at that location.
0: Yeah, some dogs are kind of moody. Our dog's are real moody. <laughs> I, have never, well, I didn't just mean moody. Some dogs, have, you
1: know, after a period of time, they're done being around people.
0: I've never owned a dog with so many personalities. <laughs> I mean, this dog, I would come home from work, and if I didn't say hi to her when I came in the door... She would literally snub me for a day and a half. <laughs> she was just like, no, I'm not even I'm not even looking at you. She just yep. looks away. Yep.
2: <laughs> you didn't you didn't give me attention, so I'm walking away. Watch out. Right. Right.
0: You know? <laughs> so but yeah, some dogs are uh, have their own personalities and
1: they do. Some are really timid around a lot of people. So if you're taking your dog out right. into to, to a place with a lot of tourists, you know, they may be having some anxiety. Yep. Absolutely.
2: I think I think it's really important that we don't try to um, put our dog in a environment that would cause them anxiety or any kind of uh, issues. I think you're you're trying to set up for success, like I talked about earlier. So there are some dogs that are dog responsive that cannot be around other dogs. Um, They get very aggressive. Um, You have other issues. There are other dogs that just are mellow. And just could lay by the campfire for hours and hours and hours. Um, right. Personally, I've got a dog right now who, she's very sound sensitive. So she doesn't like a lot of really loud noises. But she'd mm. love to be outside and hang with you. But if you take her through a downtown area, not really her favorite thing.
0: Yeah, right. our dog's quite uh, really irritable weird. by sound as well. Yeah, She don't like thunder. She don't like fireworks. She never even used to like a motorcycle. But she's kind of gotten used to she that over the while. used to
1: that, yeah. She doesn't mind so. that now.
0: So, yeah, definitely we try to keep her away from fireworks and things like that.
1: And then there's the heat and cold tolerance. You know, some dogs don't mind laying in the sun for an hour, getting you roasting. Um, some dogs love burrowing through the snow. You just right. don't know. But if you're, uh, you got to be aware that if it's hot and they're not keen on that, then it's probably time to take them home. So people who have like bulldogs,
2: like Frenchies and, and regular bulldogs do not deal well with heat. They, right. they get overheated real quickly. So you have to think about those things when you go. Um, we have uh, friends, John, Stacey, Duffy, they have these amazing bulldogs. And, you know, they would go to Myrtle Beach and they would go early in the morning on the sand. And then they go much later in the evening when it's cooled down. So that's right. when they would take their bulldogs outside. Right.
1: Now, she likes all types of weather, but she doesn't have a tolerance for it. <laughs> she loves to play in the snow, but she's so little. All oh, she does is shiver and shake and shimmy.
0: She likes the snow. She don't like the cold. Right. Because like in the fall, when it first gets cold, she don't want to go outside because it's cold. Right. But if there's snow, she wants to go play in it.
1: Right. But she doesn't like to be cold. But she don't
0: like to be cold. <laughs> so there's been a couple times you let her out to go potty and she'll jump right into the snow and then she'll start whining. You just got to go out and get her because she'll just like. Freeze up, not move. So she's oh, like, let me
2: go let, go, me go, let me go,
1: No! Oh, love <laughs> see, she loves to go out and lay in the sun, but then she gets overheated. So <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know what she wants.
0: <laughs> she's not always the brightest dog, but she is cute. <laughs> I was going
2: to say, every, every dog has a personality. That's totally
1: fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. What else hmm. is on the list here?
0: Oh, let's see, HIP. Prepare for wildlife run-ins.
1: Wildlife Ooh.
2: run-ins. Okay, so this is a good one. Let me let me just say this right now. Um, I live near the Great Smoky National uh, Forest that area, and the last time we were there, when I was speaking, I always talk to rangers and say, "Hey, what's going on? Anything new?" Um, they currently have two dog-friendly trails. That you can take your dog and, and go on these trails, and I want to say only two, and let me tell you why. Um, they have so many bears right now at <laughs> the Great Smokies. Um, okay. It's a really big deal, and even if your dog's on leash, you run into that baby bear, and Mama Bear is not too far away. Um, right. You're in a pickle. There's a, right. there's a big problem there. So that's that's one thing I always like to think about. If you're going on the desert side, um, you know there are scorpions. There are other wonderful, creepy, crawly things out there that your dog does not need to get into. Part of this is watching your dog and being with them. Let's start about that. It goes back to, you know, be, be the good, forever best friend of your dog. Uh, make sure that you're with them and you're very observant as to where your dog is and what they're getting into. So um, don't just, like, let them wander. You know, yeah, I, right. I, watched, I watched a lady on TikTok and I sort of, like, shook my finger very politely at her by saying she was going on a hike with her dogs. But her dogs are so far away. And they couldn't come back to her, and she was just saying how they've been having troubles with bears in the woods. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, something's something's just not matching up with that. So, right. uh, just be very, very careful, and uh, once again, always have that uh, first aid kit handy.
0: Right, yep. and you know, and here, like even like here in Michigan, um, the northern part of the state, you know, we've got black bears, we've got coyotes. Mm-hmm. Um, Porcupines, obviously, dogs love to mess with porcupines. Yes, they do. And you know, you get into the UP, and then you even have you know, situation of wolves and cougars. So and moose. You know, so there's a sasquatch. Yeah, there's always (laughs) squatchy. You never know.
1: Squatchy's up there somewhere.
0: So, but yeah, there's always something that you can encounter. You never know. Uh, Don't let your dog go off leash out in front of you, even if you're going for a hike. Mm -hmm. You know. Bald eagles could take off with a small dog easily.
2: Oh, absolutely. That is something I've had to explain to a lot of wonderful people who like to open up their gate and let their little dog just run out there to the beach or whatever. And I see these hawks that swoop down. I'm like, oh, your dog is smaller than a bunny rabbit. So, And they can pick up bunny rabbits really easily. So, yeah, not a good idea.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We've got a few more people stop in. We have Justin and Christina are here. Hi, guys. We have Down Under Cruisers. Hello, hello. Lots of new faces. Yeah, let's see. Uh, And Griswold Family Vacay is here. Good Good to to see you guys. And Solex is here. I don't think I recognize that name. Hello, welcome to the chat.
0: Lots of new faces tonight. Mm -hmm. It's always a plus.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was one of the things that we're trying to change up the format a little bit starting with this week Mm -hmm. um, and not have it completely dedicated to the guest channel asking them kind of repetitive questions every week. Mm -hmm. Instead we're wanting to give them a little introduction of their channel uh, and what's going on with them and then to discuss an RV topic. Right. So that it's something that's maybe more searchable on YouTube as content. Right. And be able to pull more people into live streams. So.
1: Right. Get Get the knowledge of whatever you guys know out to the people. Absolutely. And this is a really big topic,
2: I have to tell you, because according to the stats, when we looked at escapees and good Sam's, you know, they say something like over 70% of people who buy an RV have a pet. And that's one of the main reasons why they get it, because they want to travel with their pet and they want to do things. They're just concerned. And I think that Winnebago is one of the biggest um, brands that have taken that to heart. And the fact that in every single one of their RVs, they have a, a little leash lead outside their door. Mm-hmm. Uh, to connect a, a lead to, um, it's one of the only brands that's really made those kind of commitments or um, made standard like dog food bowls and things like that, which is cool. I've been seeing that a lot too.
0: Yep, lots of uh, new things really changing in the RV industry over the last few years.
1: But sure for
0: a lot of things, whether it be outdoor cooking or to be more pet friendly or more handicap accessible and things like that. Um, it's nice to see the RV manufacturers finally starting to listen to what people are really wanting and needing um, to enjoy the RV travel. So
1: Harold says that he's got a leash lead in his bay. Mm-hmm. In the bay. That seems like a weird place. Uh, let's see. I just saw something else. Oh, Susan wanted to know what the allergy medication was.
2: And you guys were talking about the beats. Remember
1: you were talking about the beats that you got it from Amazon? I think that's what she's referring to. Uh, okay. Oh, that's what she was talking about. Okay. I was confused for a minute. It's called Olay, uh, Olay. Oh, I'm about to look it up. <laughs>
2: her, do- her dog, Abby has some allergy and, and anxiety issues. She's
1: been working. I'll send them. it to you, Susan.
0: There you go. Yeah, Laura, I'll look it up for you. All right. So the next thing is to always be a good neighbor. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's hard sometimes with uh, dogs around people that, you know, maybe they're not used to being in close quarters with other people. Mm-hmm. Some of these campgrounds are kind of packed in together dogs sometimes you know they want to bark a lot and things like that but try to control your dog the best you can um you know do what you can i mean we've seen been at campgrounds before and seen people not even really try to contain their dog at all um and we've actually seen dogs break their leash and run off and attack another dog being walked down the trail yeah. so yeah. um you know it comes to those things you know be a good neighbor if your dog's out, you know, on the edge of the road barking and, you know, hollering at other people walking by and stuff, kind of draw them back in, get them calmed down and, you know, just be mindful of that.
1: Yeah,
2: be Absolutely. Mindful. I think, I think, you know, one thing you always want to pick up your, your dog's waist. That's number one. That's, that's a biggie right there. That bothers a, a lot of people one one. when you don't do that. It doesn't matter how, how small the dog is. You know, even if you have a chihuahua and it's a grape size something, just pick it up and throw it away. Because if some yep. kid is playing out there, it's going to wind up on their shoes and wind up in their camp or somewhere. Um, right. The next next thing is some some um, RV parks will allow what they call fencing. So sometimes people have these huge fences that go around, so their dog can have a little space. And sometimes they don't. So you have to be careful as to can your dog escape through that. Um, you know that and that does right. happen a lot, quite honestly, for a lot of little dogs. So you got to think about how that whole thing. Uh, plays into it and being a good neighbor because um, really? there's only one campground that I know of right now. And I'm waiting because I know this is going to be a really big deal. Um, it's called Four Paws Kingdom. And if you haven't been there, it's the number one dog friendly campground in the United States. It's in North Carolina. And uh, they have a situation where when you pull your rig in, you have an enclosed area. So when you open your camp, when you open your uh, your door to your rig, your dog has its own yard. It's oh, pretty wow. amazing. It's really
1: That's cool. Neat. Wow.
2: Yeah, it, they, have a, they have a huge two acre they have like three or four dog parks they've got a lure course they've got all sorts of great stuff but they really cater towards the person who
1: who um who has a dog right that's awesome the
0: one thing I will say as far as being a good neighbor too is if you know your dog's just not comfortable being left alone don't leave them alone
1: yeah
0: um, you know we've had situations before where that uh, people left the dog all day long at the campground yep. dog barked and barked and barked They actually had a pop-up camper, and the dog finally chewed its way through the tent to get out of the camper and was running around the campsite. And the campground owners called them, and they're like, well, we're five hours away. We're not going to be back until late tonight. So we took in the dog, and we watched the dog until they came back that night.
1: Yep, Um, And they didn't even seem to care. They didn't thank us. They just seemed put out that we'd called them. Yeah, it, or that they called it, it was terrible. Yep.
2: People, people forget that that dogs are pack animals. You know, you are you are their family pack. They want to be with you at all times. It's right. not it's not natural for the dog to be separated. So, um, we're I'm dealing a lot when talking to people who, because of the situation with COVID now, they might be going back to work where they've had this COVID puppy they've been able to stay with for almost a whole year now, right. and, now have, and now they have to leave their dog to go back to work. So yeah. that is an unnatural uh, experience for the dog and you have to learn a whole reward system to make them feel okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, When we first got, uh, Shira for probably the first six months, Lori didn't have a job at the time. And then she did go back to work for a little while. Mm -hmm. And during that time, the dog had a lot of anxiety. She did not Mm -hmm. like being left home alone. That was terrible. You know, she would go potty on the floor, even though she would never do that when you're around. No,
1: she'd never done it before. You
0: know, she would do whatever she could to kind of make it known that this is not all right.
2: Yeah. (laughs) They're they're, they're like, if I can not get your attention now, I'm going to get your attention later so that you have to give me some attention and work with that. Um, We've worked with, I've been doing a a huge project and this will be coming out hopefully next few weeks. Um, I've had a lot of people talk to me about anti-anxiety. What can I do? Everything from thunder shirts to uh, wraparound harnesses to CBD products to everything you can think of. And uh, we're going to be putting out a, a CBD video. We're going to talk a little bit about it. I know it's very controversial with some people. We're just going to lay out the facts and we're going to say exactly what it, what's going on, and we'll let people make decisions as to where they want to what they want to do. And I always say, talk to your veterinarian first. That's really important. But there have been a lot of really big strides uh, with separation and anxiety with some CBD uh, products these days,
1: and that's that's a plus. Right, right. Yep. I think we all need to be to be open of the benefits for that and uh, check into that to see what it can help. Right. Okay, where are
0: we? Oh, let's see. We touched on a little bit on the research destination for pet rules.
1: Oh, yep.
0: So, it's pet packing list.
1: Pet packing list. Yep. We talked about that talked a little about bit. about that a
0: little bit too. Making sure that you have a a doggy bag packed with uh extra leash and things like that. Yep. um Vaccinations. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think we talked about all. Yep,
0: that. we talked about all that.
1: Yeah.
0: So let's see.
1: So let's, yeah, I think we're at the end. So, yeah, can, I give, a, can I
2: give a shout out real quick? Because I want to just let, yep. let people know. Uh, sure. One of our partners in crimes, Modern Canine Vlog, is here on, on our YouTube, and they're a wonderful, wonderful resource as well. And uh, they're wonderful dog trainers and have some, they actually wrote the book. I was, I was going to say on how to travel with dogs as well. So, if people need a hard copy of a book or a plan, uh, check that out. They have a really good step by step method as to where you need to start. So welcome, yep.
1: Modern Canine Vlog. I didn't see you. Well, maybe that.
0: we had so many people come in. Why don't you go, oh, go ahead and share your uh, good news, uh, That what well, you got going on again, yeah, and drop your again. link again uh, yeah. over here in the chat. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, guys. I'm super excited about this. Let me drop my link. So Rosie Bell Dog, who's our dog, is um been nominated to be America's Favorite Pet. And because of that, it is an online competition, which is going on currently through February 11th, and you can vote online if you have a Facebook account. One vote uh, per 24 hours, and we would really appreciate it if we could get a vote, because when she wins, we're going to be able to help 10 rescue animals with their medical and with their adoption fees, and that's a really big deal. And Absolutely. part of our goal this year is that we want to be able to um, give away about $25,000, and the the winning for this particular contest is $5,000. So we, if we can, the more money we bring, bring in. Um, it's free to you. It's just a click of a button. And uh, if you can do it for the next few days, we really would
0: appreciate it. Yep. And I see uh, MJ from Endless RV jumped in here.
1: Hello, MJ. Good hey, MJ. MJ. She's a dog
0: lover as well.
1: She is. And trainer.
0: And trainer. So she loves doing that stuff. So anything else that you can think of uh, from your list that we maybe didn't touch on?
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> How much time do we have? No, we're good. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, let's let's talk about travel diet. Because I think that's important. Some dogs, um, when they go away, don't always eat the way you think they're going to eat. So you may need to bring something that's a little more fancy or a little more enticing. They'll be like, oh, or I call it a little more stinky. Um, Find something that we we like. We really enjoy uh, dehydrated um, uh, dog food where we can take it and crumble it and add a little water to it. It packs really well. It's really handy to have. Or sometimes if she, they're used to a certain kind of kibble, we'll take that and we'll like sprinkle it on top. So um, think about something you could bring that's an extra special treat that might make them want to eat something if, if they don't want to eat for a while. That's, that's, that's number one thing. Um, the number two thing when it comes to food is making sure they're hydrated. So um, if you're traveling and like you talked about and you're on the road, make sure they're getting some water and that kind of thing. We really enjoy a lot of those squirt bottles where it squirts up into an own little cup. And then the water just comes back down as you're, as, as they're not drinking it. Um, it, it seems to be something that it really entices them and makes them want to drink water. It works. It's something you just can't get knocked. So we like those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming up with, if your dog needs to entertain themselves while you're traveling what are you going to give them? Are you going to give them a toy or are you going to give them a treat? And if it's a toy, you want to make sure that it's safe. You know, you're not going to be pulling out eyeballs and things like that and choking on them while you're driving. Uh, but if it's a treat, uh, same kind of thing. You don't want to splinter. So I'm a big fan of um, split elk antlers, even for little dogs. They don't have to be huge. They can be very tiny. That can last them for a very, very long time. And it's good to get the marrow out. It's good for their system. It cleans their teeth. There's a lot of really good things for that. Or... um uh, smoked hard cheese. Sounds weird, but if you haven't heard about it, it's a fabulous mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So Him- you can- Himalayan smoked hard cheese. We have a lot of this stuff on our Amazon page and I always he- hesitate to say that, but um, if you go to amazon.com slash shop slash for best friend, they're there. Um, if you decide to buy, we get pennies, you know, just a few pennies for everything, or you can go to your local um, pet store, which is great too. Cause we love, uh, making sure that we have good local, local stores. Um, But just take a look and say, what is, what is for our best friend's favorite um, RV camping favorite list? And you'll see a lot of really cool products that might be handy or you might like, well, my dog is too big for that or something like that. Just some things you may not think about. um, But like you talked about that cot, because you don't want them on the ground. That's a really great idea. A lot of people don't think about what is their dog going to lay on while you're out there lounging by the campfire.
0: Right. Another thing that we ran into uh, with her, and it's the first dog that we've owned that we had this problem with, um, her travel dishes that we had initially were plastic. Mm-hmm. And after a while, she wouldn't eat out of them.
1: No, she, she was starving. I she couldn't just, get her to eat. She,
0: she wouldn't touch it. Didn't. Mm-hmm. She tried multiple different types of food. She mm-hmm. wouldn't eat out of the bowl. No matter if you just washed it or whatever, she wouldn't touch it. And we were watching a show on um, the Sportsman's Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, can't think of his name, but he's the guy that, that trains dogs to, do, uh, to track uh, shed antlers and stuff out mm-hmm. in the woods. And he had mentioned that the plastics can hold bacteria uh, to switch them to a stainless steel bowl. Wow, and we difference. did that, and what a difference. She ate like she had never ate in a month.
1: Yeah, I was so glad that we figured it out that it was no matter how clean that bowl was, it wasn't clean to her.
0: Yep. So yeah,
1: that's that's, real, that's
2: that's a big deal. That's awesome. I'm glad. Well, I'm glad you figured it out. That's fabulous.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. getting
2: scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, because she just wouldn't eat. She was losing weight. She wouldn't, yeah. we couldn't get her to eat. We thought yeah. maybe she was sick. The vet said everything looked fine. Um, but yeah, switching that bowl made the world of difference.
1: And then not too long ago, I had a similar problem in the stainless steel bowl and couldn't figure it out. And I finally come to realize it was the scent of a new dish soap that I would bought. She didn't like it. Yeah. She wanted the old kind. So I had to go wash her dish in the other kind of dish
0: soap. (laughs) Like I said, she's very picky. Well, um,
1: dogs smell so
2: much more than us, so it's very. Yeah, I was gonna say, you're been been smelling thing. everything, and it's very powerful.
1: Yeah, like yeah, you just have been way too strong for, I'm guessing. Yeah.
0: Occasionally, Lori will wash her dog toys, yeah, because they get all stinky and stuff. And she'll wash them and she'll dig them all out of her, her bed into the living room floor. and She's got to roll around on them for a couple <laughs> yeah. days yeah. to get them kind of stinked <laughs> up again, and then they're okay.
2: He was like, "Why? Why did you do that? I, they were just perfect the way they were." And what? Yeah, what were you thinking? Hey, listen, we've got we've got a couple of questions. Let's, let's see here. It says, "How long should you drive before you give your dog a break?" And that's a really good question. So first off, it depends on your dog because little dogs need more breaks than bigger dogs. Quite honestly, um, so if you've got a small, like like I'll say Shih Tzu and below, about every every couple hours at least, at least. Um, longer dogs can go for longer periods of time. So that's that's a really good question. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know when we travel, we like to not really travel more than three hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we try to break that up about half. So we'll take a stop about halfway of that three-hour trip Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, go ahead, stretch our legs, uh, hit a rest area or whatever, walk the dog, get the dog some water and things like that, and get everybody kind of refreshed and ready to go again.
1: Right, but we don't cross-country travel. Obviously, if you were going farther away, three hours would, would be way too short of a drive. But in our state, that gets us pretty far.
0: Well, yeah, we can drive, well, we can drive. actually drive about 12 and a half hours and never leave our state.
1: Well, that's true, but so. <laughs> we
0: don't know that part.
2: <laughs> that's okay. I was going to say, we're, we're noticing a lot of comments about the elk antlers and deer antlers. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that are using them, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Of, it's, it's very handy, really handy. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think that with that, we'll go ahead and we'll start to wrap things up for today.
1: Yep, post your link one more time yep, and post.
0: post your link to your
1: channel too, if you
0: would like. Yep. Post a link to your channel so that everyone can uh, check you out. If they're not familiar with it. Yep.
1: Everybody go on over and vote for the cutest little dog in the world. Or oh, sorry. What is it? The, the, the cutest. Amer- America's, America's, America's favorite. Pet. America's pet. <laughs> favorite. pet. Sorry,
0: okay. Yes. So go ahead and drop your links over there in the chat and we'll go ahead and we'll get this wrapped up. And thank you very much. For taking the time and joining us tonight charlie
1: yes thanks charlie for coming on the show
0: we appreciate thanks. it very much
1: i was gonna say thank
2: you for having me this is wonderful thank you guys not You're a welcome. problem bye
0: bye bye all right guys so make sure you go over and check out charlie's channel over there uh forever best friend
1: yeah
0: and uh you know make sure you let her know that found us found founder at the northwoods and leave her some comments watch some videos Mm -hmm. and just show her the love uh that she deserves on her channel as well Mm -hmm. and also like to remind you all of our channel members have been scrolling down here at the end of the uh, bottom of the screen tonight make sure you're checking out their channels as well uh they're all each and every one of them are completely awesome uh they help support the channel through memberships Mm -hmm. and if you'd like to become a member there's a join button down below Mm -hmm. as well as if you're listening on the podcast for this you can go to members.theNorthwoodsRVLife.com and become a channel member here on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it helps supports the channel, and it gives you access to members only content, mm-hmm. special emojis, uh, behind the scenes clips, and things like that. So, yeah. um, with that let me go ahead. And I
1: enjoyed here. being on the very first podcast.
0: Yeah, Lori joined me today for the podcast. I <laughs> thought it would be a good. I've missed for everyone. <laughs> yep. Since we uh, shook things up a little bit, Lori's been. Uh, feeling neglected so i have (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well we'll go ahead and we'll get this wrapped up thank you very much for spending your time with us uh, here on this uh, wednesday night
1: thank you to sue at lucky dog production for moderating for us as always
0: yep and sue if you could go ahead and drop a link over to van vita travels i believe she'll be uh going live after yes
1: everybody pop over to watch uh, paula see what she's got going on over there
0: yep and with that we'll go ahead and we'll get out of here and thank you very much again for spending your time with us and until next week well if we don't see you on the road we'll see you in the next video
1: bye guys